Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is another episode of Four Guys Recorders. And before we get into it, I do have something that I want to show everybody. Get you a little hyped up. It's really cool. And I just have to find it in my source list here. Thanks to De Niro, Premiero, the myth, the man, the legend. And I'm going to go ahead and try to run it now. You are watching Four Guys Courses. This is Spartan One Seven, and you're watching four guys with quarters. Pay attention and finish the fight, Chief Out. Wow, I love that intro. Uh, he did an amazing job. Well, everyone, happy Tuesday. We have a very, very special guest from the realm himself. I've I've known Dizzy a long time. And he's a really great guy to talk back and forth with. He keeps things level-headed over there at the realm sometimes. You know, sometimes he's got to lay the sword down, if you know what I mean. But it's a pleasure having him here for the first time on Four Guys with Quarters. Uh, he's a really awesome guy. What's going on, Dizzy? Hey, how's it going? I want to thank you for uh, having me in. Yeah, sometimes I try to be as level-headed as I possibly can. Uh, occasionally, Cog has to pull me over to the side and be like, hey level me up but yeah uh appreciate you having me on how's it going pretty good man um always welcome here uh we love you man we love the realm give up all the great work that you do and if anybody is in chat right now uh, i just want to make sure that everything is coming through okay because i still see pk up on my screen even though more voices are coming through so uh, hopefully PK doesn't just steal the whole show, but if he does, nothing I can do. Um, so without further ado, Midway, who's not going to be here for the full show because he's got important things to do. What's going on, Midway, the Hulk of Chicago, a.k.a. Hulk Hogan himself? Nothing is as important as you clowns in the show, but uh, unfortunately, uh, the wallet will beg to differ, so I gotta <laughs> do do some things. So I'm not gonna be here for the full show. Um, what's going on, guys? What's going on, everyone? Uh, glad to see Dizzy here. First time on with him. Looking forward to the time that I have, and obviously I will try to catch it uh, as as I do what I have to do. So uh, glad to see everyone here, all the regulars. Uh, let's get going. Awesome. Well, um, and Mama, you know, it's, uh, you, you, um, you left your general store in the area, I forget the name of it, Poundland or Pound Town. Yeah. To hang out it's with us. It's shut at the moment. It is shut at the moment? It is shut because of lockdown. It's been a while since I've been, I know. It's been a while since you've been down to Pound Town? Yeah. Dudooch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I went over a couple people's heads there. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, looking forward to tonight. It's good to speak to Dizzy. And yeah, let's get into it. Go. Awesome. Um, so, chat, uh, if you can, let me know in the chat if you can see other people on the screen or if it's just PK. That you see on the screen. Thank you so much, Stephanie. We really appreciate that. And we have the man, the myth, 
the legend himself who runs the Xbox Ultimate Podcast with his co-host, Caitlin. What is going on, Mav? Hey, man. Sorry, I had to take a phone call there, so I was uh, absent for a few minutes. Uh, it's going to be awesome. And hi, Dizzy. I didn't get to talk to you in the uh, pre-show, but uh, good to be able to have you here as well. Looking forward to... A uh, there's a lot of craziness going on in the uh, video game world right now. A lot of interesting speculation going on right now uh, with some uh, topics, a lot of like controversy going on, uh, some craziness. So it's going to be an uh, interesting show. And then we have PK, who is on my screen, the only guy showing up in the middle <laughs> of TV for some reason. PK, can you hear us? I sure can. I don't know. I think I'm. I think I'm frozen. Actually, welcome to the most electron channel in all entertainment. It's your boy PK, and I'm glad to be here with my crew. And we're gonna put on a good show for you guys today. Get ready for these topics. We coming in hot. Awesome. Well, PK, boom. I f I feel a little bit more energized now. Um, <laughs> still trying to fix the TV. Am I? I hope I'm the only one seeing the TV error. Am I the only one seeing the TV error? I, I see it I on see the YouTube too. video where it, it's just like froze on PK's uh, symbol. <laughs> yeah. You know. It's PK's um, night. Yeah. yeah, it is PK's night, right? It, that's okay, though. He deserves the spotlight. He's there, right. the center of attention, the whole show. Let's give it to PK. Yeah. He deserves <laughs> Studios, it. Everybody, let's have a round of applause for PK, uh, the star of the show today. What up, PK? PK, woo! <laughs> Welcome, PK, the, the celebrity of the moment. Um, yeah. I, I have a problem with this. What's, uh -oh. what's that midway? <laughs> He's the star. <laughs> he, he he glitched the system. Uh, he, it was all him. He's the he's the cybersecurity expert. He's the I, only I became, one that could have pulled this off. I became the people's champ overnight. I don't know what happened. There. Man, I'm trying to fix this as we move move <laughs> along, but uh, so that I don't distract us any further, at least get into a topic or two here. Um, you know what? Let's go ahead and talk about the CD Projekt Red. I mean, they got hacked. It was pretty public. They were very vocal about it. They were very honest up front. Uh, honestly, I don't know, you know, how long they've been hacked for, but the, they apparently were, you know, some ransom was demanded. Source code was probably stolen. There's probably other information that was taken. CD Projekt Red does also own GOG.com, which is a very popular site. Not sure how this affects everything. We probably won't know as we're not, you know, we don't work for CD Projekt Red and we only know what they tell us or what their investigation alludes to. But nevertheless, it's a sad day in history anytime a game company gets hacked for whatever reason. I mean, some people are angry at them. Some hackers just randomly like to put ransomware wherever they can and, and try to turn a quick buck. Um... But it makes me a little bit sad because I, I do like CD Projekt Red a lot. And I was really hoping for a strong turnaround from, you know, their issue with uh, Cyberpunk. And I think now we're going to see a little bit harder time with that. So um, I know PK is a security expert and he's probably going to have a lot to say in this. So I want to go to Midway real quick because I know he's going to be here the shortest today. So Midway... You know, how do you feel about this? 
Uh, I saw the letter that you know they they said that was attached to the uh, to the attack. And uh, when was the last time someone used the word pwned? Did you ever see that? It's, it said you got Um, epically I haven't heard pwned. of that word. So Yeah. I don't know if it, it, it's a keyboard thing because P and O are right next to each other. So instead of hitting O, it's P. So it's pwned. And it became a thing back in like 2000. So that's the thing. Like it, it, Oh. Oh. the, Oh, I get it. the, the letter just felt like epically dated, you know, like it was just, it was so weird. And then obviously the, the spelling and all that stuff, uh, which, uh, is a kind of a sign of, uh, some type of like international, uh, interference or, uh, uh, scammers. So, um, and they said it was an actor. Who's the actor? Yeah, that's what I want to know. Like, they're they're called threat actors. okay. See, okay. See, That's I didn't know not an that. actual I was like, actor then. I was like, I was I was like, like, was it, Who's was it? it, was it Keanu? No, I'm just kidding. So, uh, so, I mean, it, this really sucks. I mean, I, re like they said, they said that it was mainly, uh, um, just them. It wasn't, uh, any type of like, uh, um, where people got their information stolen or stuff. It was just mainly internal, which, you know, hey, I mean, it sucks. Uh, again, like, like Clown said, PK probably has a little more insight onto this, but, like, just going on, like, uh, the the feeling of everything, you know, it's just, it's it's a really sucky time for them right now. And, and you know what, to tell you the truth, I'm, uh, in a way, kind of not surprised because um, usually when... someone's down i know you know people like that want to keep them down and try to try to get into them so uh yeah it, it, it sucks for them but uh they feel like they according to the letter have things uh like in some sort of control and all that stuff and they've notified who they notified so we'll see uh we'll see what the ending is to the story Yeah, hopefully there is an ending in sight, because um, a lot of times these things just go under the rug after a little bit, and everybody forgets what happened. Uh, Mav, do you have any thoughts on this? Yeah, I think it sucks. I mean, uh, any time that people are just trying to take advantage of stuff is like, especially like this. I mean, it's not, they think they're attacking, you know, CD Projekt Red, but it's really an attack on the gaming industry and just everybody, you know? Uh, so, I I don't like the I don't like this kind of thing. I'm trying to go back and look for the original post now because it like I can't find it anymore. I don't know if they removed it or or what. Is it still there? Anybody want to verify that the the original post is still there? I posted from in Project the chat Red? when I first Yeah, let seen me go it. back. Yeah, I did too on um original post. I know it's uh their pinned tweet on their Twitter. Okay. I'm just I'm looking at the wrong one, I think. I was looking for the uh that was okay, there it is. Yeah, I got it. Thank you. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm wondering if this is also going to affect like the timeline of updates and stuff like this. Cause I mean when something like this happens, they, they said that they have to take steps now to uh, deal with it, right? Uh, we are taking necessary steps to mitigate the consequences of such a release, in particular,
by approaching any parties that may be affected due to the breach. Um, I don't know if this is going to affect anything with their systems and with uh, what they decide to do. Um, it's just, it just sucks, man. Uh, it's also a little ironic, you know, for this game and this company with the cyberpunk, you know, uh, to be the one that gets hacked. But yeah, I, I don't really understand the point of what these hackers are trying to go after. I, I guess it's money. Um, yeah, it, it's just, it just sucks, dude. Uh, I, I think they think they're trying to fight the, some kind of good fight, but they're, they're the real losers here. Uh, Infinite says their source code. They don't want others fixing the game before they do. Right. <laughs> what? what <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Uh, that, that is a pretty good joke because I mean, those hackers probably. I mean, could, could do it. Somebody, somebody put a third-person mod into it, which was hilarious to me because that's what a lot of people wanted. Yeah. Uh, Dizzy, any thoughts on this? I mean, is it surprising? Not really. We, we see stuff like this happen all the time, especially whenever it comes to beloved franchises or just large companies in general, whenever something doesn't go, you know, their way on things. We've seen this happen with Sony, you know, multiple times. And it, this also kind of makes me think that um, they really don't have anything of substance um, on the quote-unquote yeah. hacking side. Uh, reason being is when we when we saw that uh, the hack happened to Sony back in uh, 2013. No, mind you, not PlayStation. I'm talking about actual Sony. Um, they had emails that were leaked. They were very juicy stuff for people to see, right? Um, they didn't release it to media or anything. They released it to forums, things like that. So when I like look at this, I, I, it kind of cracks me up when they say that uh, we will be sending this to our contacts in gaming journalism. What gaming journalist in their right mind is going to publish something like this yeah. that is extremely yeah. illegal? The, they're immediately, <laughs> immediately uh, going to be put under investigation um, if that happens. Uh, but it also makes me think that they don't really have anything of value that CD Projekt Red is incredibly concerned about as far as assets. Now, when we start looking at their, their personal stuff, we're, it looks like that they got things. They say accounting, administration, legal, HR. That's where you get a little bit more concerning because now you're starting to look into their business side of stuff and not necessarily other things. And that's where things can start to get sticky and you know personal information for individuals and everything starts to come into play. Um, shitty situation, part of my language. Um, but it's, I'm not surprised. I'd like to say that I was, but I, I'm, I'm just not surprised. Yeah, I guess anything is not surprising these days. I think the most surprise I've ever been was when Sony got hacked uh, on the PS3. That I think that was the biggest wake-up call to the industry in general. So Wasn't there a big Capcom hack as well a few years back that was pretty major that was just last year and it was only six uh four months ago i'll comment on it yeah yeah there was there was a used capcom hack uh the tv but, works now 
Yes, I had to apparently turn the TV <laughs> off and turn it back on. There was yeah. a, a little thing I could do. Um, Usually, you got to give it a little, uh, little love. You know how they fix things on the Russian space station. Did you unplug it from the wall? I, I did. You know, it back in. You know, 480p is a, a very strong technology, and this yeah. TV is a 480p TV. So it's got like one of those big tubes inside. Sometimes you gotta like yeah. smack it around, throw it down the stairs, <laughs> out the window. You may have not had it on channel three. You know what? I think I did have to switch the VHF on that. Yeah. Or was the one of the screw connectors loose from the back? You know, Atari did come loose <laughs> earlier, uh, but I did hook that back up. It's just got so many wires. I hit it behind the TV. Um, lady. A lady joined the chat. I was saying, hey, lady. And then... <laughs> I was gonna say, I'm a lady. I'm yeah, no, 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 no. I was saying, hey, lady, bomber, Caitlin. <laughs> I'm looking at the chat. Fix the TV. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> so anyway, Mama, what do you think about this? Uh, I think it's laughable that they think they're doing it on behalf of all of us, you know, because we all wanted this. Um, I think it's scummy. I think there's ways, other ways of dealing with it, and this isn't the way to do it. You know, I mean, it's kind of getting a bit much now. This whole, I get that people are annoyed at CD Projekt Red because of cyberpunk, but it's like, uh, how much longer can it go on for now? You know, it's just getting a bit much now. Especially because, you know, it's not everybody at CD Projekt Red, it's not their, like, it's not everyone's fault. It's the higher up. These other people have been working on the game for goodness knows how long, and now they've got this to deal with as well. It's just, you know, it's a wrong way to go about it. Yep, very true, very true. Um, Magnetic Storm says, it sucks for the employees if their information's out there. Not surprised at the corporation's aspect a lot of them have crappy security. Look what Nintendo just came out with Windows 98. And that's, you know what? That's a very good point. I mean, <laughs> Nintendo did admit that their uh, multiplayer servers were still running on Windows 98. Uh, and that that is a feat <laughs> that's unbelievable for such a system that is selling gangbusters out there and making a ton of money. Uh, PK, I'm going to go to you on this. I mean, this is like your specialty, man. IT security is what you live and breathe and analyze. So what do you think? So when I look at this, um, first of all, um, just so everyone knows, it didn't just happen, right? They just had to report it because every time there's a breach, you have to publicly report the breach and how far it goes. So by by me assessing or just speculating based on reading the readme text and judging by the statement given it doesn't appear to me that they got a lot of uh, assets that are impactful i mean yes they got backups so they can restore all their stuff but more importantly it does not appear to me that they are at all uh, worried about any of the information they threatened to leak uh, impactful to the business. So when they said they got information on HR and things like that, uh, they don't say specifically what it is. So it, 
it, it could be phone numbers or and phone numbers is public information, names, public information, uh, you know, addresses, public information. That's 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 not critical stuff like, you know, your health information or your your social and all that good stuff. So I have no idea based on what was encrypted, but it's not saying that they did a lot. So I don't uh, uh, Another thing is it appears to me, based on the wording that's used, that these are script kiddies or people who don't really know how to hack but probably purchased uh, someone who set up this ransomware attack because um, ransomware is the number one hacking uh, attack out there because it's the most lucrative, uh, period. It keeps me up at night, right? Um, it, it makes me think they're a little... Um, they don't know what they're doing as much. They just follow the instructions, and that's why it seems – that's why Midway mentioned they use the word pawn when you don't see that anywhere. Yes, uh, actors is a reference that it's considered a threat actor, but at the same time, that doesn't mean anything. So if you – I wish I had it on me. I was looking for it before the show, but I wanted to do a screen – shot or a side-by-side -side comparison of the readme text file that capcom received when they got hit with the ransomware attack versus this one now capcom got hit pretty bad because not only did they encrypt all their uh files on all their servers but they hit their their backups too so they had no choice but to pay up some money right and not only that if you read the text we found these dudes were so detailed they they even had the nerve to post what ransomware attack that they used to encrypt the files what files and how far and what layers they went down all the way down to everything so yes it, it is public knowledge that they have to discuss what kind of breach happens with the people they do business with it could be sony microsoft whoever um they do business with but they have to disclose how much and how far that goes as of right now, just kind of look at it on a service. I'm not sure these guys got anything that's truly threatening, though I do feel like it does suck because anytime you attack institutions like this or at all, it, you know, and they usually call them hacktivists. But the thing is, whatever your motivation is, even though you might ask for money and you're saying you're doing it for a different reason, trying to give a uh, you know, justification for it. You're you're threatening the lives of everyone else who has nothing to do with that reason, right? You got people working in HR. You got people, uh, even the janitors that might be sweeping the, the 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 grounds. You know, you never know. And we are in a pandemic already, where people are struggling to keep jobs, and you're threatening their livelihood, and they have nothing to do with whatever your beef is with some game that the leaders, right, the, the boss man who made the ultimate decision to push this game out in this current condition. So you, you basically targeting the wrong people. And, and it's not, it's just not right. I, I don't want to, I don't like seeing anyone go through this, even Capcom, as much as I don't like them, I still don't think it's right that they had to go through such scrutiny. Yeah. Uh, the other thing people got to realize is that once the stuff is in their hands, you know, it does even if they release any information, it does it hold any water? Because once something leaves into somebody else's hands, they could 
doctor anything they want to and create documents based on the official documents and everything. So anything that they were to release may not come across as genuine anyway. So uh, to me, whatever they have, whether it's genuine or not, is at this point, it's tainted and pointless. That, that also may be true. Uh, I want to mention, uh, uh, Sick in the chat also mentioned that if anyone has a GOG account, that they should definitely change their password just for the sake of uh, security's sake. Um, these companies, everyone, all companies have to deal with this struggle of this ransomware. And the biggest security weakness is definitely like technology is definitely people. So since we all work in remote, that's a huge vulnerability in itself. I mean, that's very true. And, you know, um, you just said that Six Layer recommends checking your GOG account, and that's actually a very good idea because if you have a lot of items that you purchase through GOG, those might be valuable targets to this hacking group, like on the dark web. They sell things like that for pennies on the dollar, especially if you have a large library. So also enable two-factor authentication if you can. If GOG has it, I don't know if they do, but that would be a secondary smart maneuver. So if anybody does try to update your information, you'll at least get a text notification. So that's what I do recommend. Any other thoughts on this, PK? Hide your kids, hide your wife. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Daz is here. Dun, dun, dun. So, so, um, Stubbs, uh, was talking about this in one of the threads I'm in, and he thinks maybe it's something that we should talk about. And this, you know, this would affect, uh, Mama's area of the country or the world or whatever, uh, it's called out there, but not, not Poundland. But it's across the pond. Across the pond, <laughs> the, pond. Uh, the, uh, the government in the UK is considering making scalping illegal, uh, which would be really cool if they did that so then people in the UK can get the items. But from Stubbs' perspective is he feels it's going to fail because it doesn't have enough. And I might be wrong. Sorry, Stubbs, if I quote you wrong on this, but it didn't have enough of the conservative vote to really gain traction and that mm -hmm. would be a problem. So mama, can you explain a little bit about this and, and what you see going on with it? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not really been that mainstream here. Like I've seen it about, but only on Twitter, like I haven't seen it anywhere else. Um, but as far as I'm aware, um, support is something that they just haven't got at the moment because they need a certain amount of, uh, votes for it to to be put into motion. Uh, as far as I'm aware, they haven't got that, so it could be a problem. But it would be amazing if they could do that, because then that could possibly lead to like other countries leading on um, to doing the same thing or something similar. Anyway, because it really needs sorting out. Yeah, you know, um, if you said that it really hasn't been talked about in the UK, and we're seeing it more talked about in american media that leads yeah. me to, that leads me to believe that american media really wants the government here to pay attention and be like oh the uk may consider this but you know what yeah. the united states you should do this in the united states 
Um, and this will lead us actually into another topic that is very disturbing, more disturbing than scalping systems right now. But I want to get the opinion of the panel. Um, Dizzy, what do you think about this, man? I think it's a very tricky thing. Um, scalping sucks. I know that the majority of us doesn't, you know, we don't like it. But scalping also isn't bulk buying. Um, scalping could be simply I bought a single item and now I'm going to sell it at a market price, which is still taking something out of somebody's potential purchase that they could have bought for MSRP. Um, I don't see this gaining any further traction because, again, you, the idea is we're going to stop the, the scalping based off of the bulk purchasing which is, it just, I just don't see that. Now, if their idea is to go after something that is an automated system to purchase, that might be a little bit different, but also you're going to have to look at, they're going to have to look at the coding and they're going to have to attack the coding, which that coding could also be used for several other uses. So now it becomes a sticky situation. Okay, well, this coding is not used for scalping purposes, but now it's illegal. Uh, to use. So th it's just one of those really silly situations because we really don't like it. We know that things need to be done. Unfortunately, it, it needs to be handled from the retail side rather than legal side because there's just no way to really jurisdict how somebody can purchase and what they do with their purchases afterwards. Well, okay. So just let me uh, jump in here since I got to go soon. Um, so on that, on that ideology that you just, you just presented a algorithm to buy multiple items at once during, let's say an hour's time that an item is on sale for as many items as you can, that to me feels like bulk buying and these certain, uh, sites that you see, especially on like Facebook and Instagram, where you see that ad where it has, you know, the the company name and then they have these uh they have pictures of the items at fifty, a hundred, a hundred and fifty dollar markup is not a problem or, or is or is not uh let me uh sorry, actionable, right? I mean, because Mercari, who is a very uh prominent uh ad supplier which you see on like facebook and and instagram and stuff had these items for 100 to 200 to 600 dollars above msrp and which actually had a advertisement during a nfl playoff game is not considered uh someone that microsoft could go after for for quote unquote stealing Mercari themselves, I think, is like a storefront that people sell things through individually. Uh -huh. So, uh, Mercari would be like a, like Etsy, right, or or something like that, where somebody creates a storefront themselves using Mercari. Uh, so there could be groups within Mercari doing that, but that's not entirely what Mercari is. However, Mercari would be the ones that need to. Uh, also, relegate that themselves within their uh -huh. group, right? Well. Mercari would be like a part of the problem. 
you know? So, well, they would be allowing the problem to take place, but they wouldn't correct. be the actual uh, people that are doing the scalping themselves, right? Correct. That they would be... Well, in in, in it's police like, terms, they would be an accessory. <laughs> I, I, I guess. I mean, you, you could say um, that they are making it more e easier for the, a lot of those people to... Uh, re make a profit using their systems, I guess is what you could say. But uh, whether they're, I, they have to be aware of it, but they're just like Walmart or Target or any of these other retailers don't have an issue with it. As long as they're making money, it doesn't matter to them. They're mm -hmm. selling out and instantly. The and that's the problem is that there has to be some kind of, uh, regulation with the with the retailers uh and if there's any kind of legislation or anything that were to come from it it would be to put the emphasis on the retailers to make sure that they have systems in place to be able to stop this kind of thing because they should be able to detect this and put a stop to it immediately uh putting yeah. laws out there that would actually um take care of scalping it I, I want there to be a solution but the um, language you would have to write that in would be so convoluted and uh, so much uh, interpretation based that it's dangerous as well, right? Because uh, I just sold a switch that I had for 300 bucks. I've had it for a couple years, right? Now, I the market on that on a new one right now, you know, and it's it's not necessarily being bulk bought. It's just hard to obtain because people want it, right? Right. So let's say that somebody happens to buy one at the store, and then they go and uh, look online and say, okay, I I, I was going to give this to my kid, but I found out he already got one for Christmas. I'm going to sell it. And they go and look online and see the going value is like 375 right? Can they legally sell that for 375 I would think they should be able to do that. But it, depending right. on the laws and how they're written, it could be interesting. Like It would have to be with this bulk, um, in, instantaneous day one release type situations or hard to get situations and stuff. And scalping goes back to you know buying tickets to sporting events and stuff. It's been going on for forever, right? I mean, so it's, it's always been a problem. And... Figuring out a law to fix it is, is complicated. I want there to be a solution there, but I think the retailers have to be held accountable because they're the ones that are profiting the most. That and, and also the uh, platform holders, right? The the people that are selling the product. You know, I think they want it to be in the in their fans' hands, actually. But at the end of the day, unless they come together with the retailers and they all come up with a, a better solution then it's probably not going to stop. Well, just look at what we're doing. I mean, we're telling people not to buy these things. They, they're getting their their base value at a... Uh, they were saying the Series S is at least at a loss, and nobody is reciprocating the, the software sales for them to make a profit. Right. Yeah. Um, the one thing I wanted to say on this is the only thing that I could think of that would work in some type of regulation would be, let's say, I'm not talking about the guy that buys maybe like three extra, and you know, he's he, he's hard out for money, so he's selling it for a little bit more on Amazon, you know, trying to feed his family or something. That, you know, I'm not going to 
go after those guys because those guys are just trying to live the American dream. But I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not saying, um, sorry to cut you off, but I'm not saying like individual buyers. I'm I'm just talking about the ones that are actually, now you say individual buyers going through a, a certain, I got, okay. So like individual buyers per se, the fact that you see, because obviously all this stuff that's being posted, it leaves a trail, a digital trail. So he, you're going to see the person's username and see all the stuff that they're selling. But I'm talking about, I'm not talking, and I'm just talking about the ones that, that you see that are having a blatant uh, bulk appearance and trying to sell these things at two, three hundred, double, triple uh, MSRP price. Yeah, no, I get that. So I think the only way to crack down on these things is if the IRS was to pass or enforce any type of legislation on the books that where they can go after people they see online that are selling like massive number amounts of units for right. so much and then come down like go to Amazon cuz you know IRS is is within their own form of the federal government and they have like almost all access to everything and they could get records easier than a court can they could just go to Amazon probably go in there and be like i need this this and this show up at the people's houses okay uh do you have a warehouse of these items how many do you have did you not pay taxes up front on these did you use a bulk license to buy them um how much are you charging online for are you paying your state tax are you paying your federal tax on these and i hate to say it because you know if they start doing stuff like that it's going to come down to everyone but if they don't do things like that every every now and then then we're never going to see scalp and stop, period. I think it's it's going to continue to get worse because more people are at home right now. A lot of us, you know, that are not going to work or not going to school or not doing what we normally would do, have time to sit in front of a computer and automatically just buy, 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 buy. And there's probably people that just said, oh, uh, I've been off work now for a few months. I can write a script. Uh, buy, 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 buy. And I think that's that's you know some of the problems that we're seeing as a result of all this combined. Really, the main problem is the bots, you know, <laughs> because yeah. it, like it, that's what's driving the ability for them to actually achieve the success that they're having with the scalping. Uh, individual scalping, like people actually having to put in the man hours and and work to do it. Uh, they reap the rewards of that, but just creating a bot to be able to buy them in masses is what the main issue is. So that's what needs to be stopped, a hundred percent. Yeah, agreed for sure. <clears throat> PK, um, you see a lot of bots in your business of cybersecurity. Yeah, so I think they're going about it the the wrong way. Um, in my opinion. Uh, they should enforce a new cybersecurity standard like that we have the NIST standard here in the U.S. And U.K. just uh, changed some of their laws as well for cybersecurity where if you do business in the U.K., they got to keep certain records, especially PCI records, on five or 15 years. So if they could do that, then they could push not necessarily a law against scalping, but maybe a new standard on cybersecurity that enforces that if you are a retailer, then you need to have these checks hit to uh, in order to operate. So in, in other words, to fight bots, it's not that hard. You just have to have the fences up, right? Because 
what machine learning is not is is new might be a little expensive but there's other things i mean you get captcha you got device fingerprinting and 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 see how bots work is they can't change devices like humans can they have to do it on a certain scale so they have to hit the same browser the same device over and over to hit those checkouts right well with device fingerprinting that's easy detection that it's a bot and they can easily shut it down they could do uh browser browser validation they could do um kind of like how uh, best buy did the uh, e ea uh, eau the user agreement so basically whenever you put something in your cart they send you an email and you have to go and accept the agreement and before you can make the purchase it's not that difficult to put in certain things it might it might not be uh and, and and they don't have to turn it on on their whole site, right? They could just focus on the hot eye, hot items. And and instead of making a law that will pass pass a, a new security standard or IT standard, just like any other thing, PCI has their own standard, right? You know, if you do any credit card transactions, you got to follow the 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 rules. Otherwise, you're going to get hit with all kinds of uh, fines and possibly shut down. So that's probably the best way to do this. And then that way it would enforce retailers to put in these protections on their websites, because this is primarily where it happens, that will uh, mitigate the bots from being able to massive buy and purchase and check out. Can I ask you something, PK? Why? Because you actually have some knowledge on this kind of stuff. Is there like a, a some kind of reason why they wouldn't have already implemented these better security Money. features? Is it cost? Right. Money. So, hey guys, retailers are okay with making more money and not and letting Absolutely. these bots buy the product. That's Absolutely. that comes down to what it is, guys. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. It's not the law. The, the retailers don't give a shit. No, they don't. But you can put in place measures. Not necessarily a law against scalpers, because when I yeah. think about it, isn't GameStop a scalper? Don't they just buy something, a game from you for nothing and then resell it for markup <laughs> price? Isn't that the same deal? So in my mind, uh, making a law against scalpers would be ineffective. There's no way you can manage that. But you can put in um, some, like I said, measures like a standard of security checks that has to be done if you want to run a business, right? So if yeah. they do it that way, then they will have to input these, because these, trust me, dude, it's not that hard to put it in place, but it's all about, do they care if all their stock is gone or not? Now, I would say, no, they don't. And part of it is sometimes they get stuck with inventory, right? I mean, it happened yeah. with GameStop when they ordered all those Nintendo Wii's we use, and nobody bought them, and they couldn't get rid of them, so they had, they took a loss. So nobody wants to feel nobody wants to go through that. They want to be in the black all the time. So unless they're told to do it, they're not going to uh, probably not going to do it or entertain it. And sometimes they might, you know, if they start getting a bad press, 
they might put some kind of feature involved to slow it down to protect their brand name. Because at the end of the day, that's all that matters to them is their brand and the money. Yeah. But that, that's just my thought on how to go about it. I think the law thing is it's just yeah. there's just no way to truly manage that. And then you, you got all these situations all of you mentioned, and it just wouldn't fit the bill. So yeah. my point is, I think that's the, probably the best way to tackle that. Well, I, I agree with you, um, Mayan. I, I think that's how it needs to be handled because they're the ones that are selling us the product, right? Yeah. I mean, you guys have any thoughts on what I just said? Um, no, I mean, you are correct in a lot of the aspects because, you know, and, and like Midway alluded to and like everybody else alluded to in the panel, if we do start passing laws, even Elk Dude, um, shout out to God's Greeks in the chat, if we start passing laws about that stuff, then it just becomes more regulation and then more of a burdensome on the common people versus people getting away with this stuff. So I think, you know... The best way to handle this, uh, in my opinion, would be something similar to what Best Buy did. So I'll tell you about this recent experience. So recently, my daughter wanted a Series X. And you know, they're very, very, very hard to get. She saved up enough money to get it herself. And she said, Dad, if you can find one, can you get one for me? Because everybody's saying they're not going to come in until like July, August and whatnot. So I said, okay. I, I read on slick deals and cheap ass gamer forums that there was going to be a drop at uh, Best Buy the next day. So at Best Buy, I just kept refreshing the page. And what Best Buy did for me, or I guess anybody else purchasing it, so you see it in stock, then you have to go to the page to buy it. When you go to the page to buy it, you have to put in your zip code. Then it looks up the stock at your local stores based on your zip code in a separate window. So if you were a bot, it would confuse the bot because a new window would open up. And the bird bot that they were using for sneakers didn't know how to detect secondary windows at the time. So a secondary window pops up. You enter your zip code. Does it in stock or not? A lot of them kept saying out of stock, out of stock. So you had to keep refreshing with your zip code. Finally, once you got it, it would take you to a checkout page. And at the checkout page, it said you have so much time to uh, verify your phone number with the SMS text code verification before you can check out. Now, is it perfect? No, because there's somebody out there that's super smart that could program a bot to do something similar. However, for the common scalper who just pays to use other bot engines, it's going to work and stop those bots. So that was the experience I had, and I think Best Buy had a process, and it worked, and I think if every retailer came up with an idea like that, it would work. And I sent that, I actually did send that suggestion into Microsoft, um, you know, as an option. I, I don't know if they'll implement it or if they'll do anything with it, but at least I said, hey, Best Buy's worked, maybe you can come up with something similar. So, but there is a serious problem, guys. On top of this scalping. And Mama looks very excited for this. She probably wants to rush to McDonald's ASAP. Oh. So. <laughs> for those, those of you who know about Pokemon. Uh, McDonald's. At least in America. I don't know about the UK. They're doing a Pokemon thing. And it has to do with Pokemon cards. And in so many packs. There's holographic Pokemon cards. That seem to be valuable. From what I understand. Well, 
now people are going into McDonald's and not just buying the toy, you know, the stacks of cards. They're buying the actual boxes of shipments that the cards come in, like, as if they were, like, a box of 5,000 styrofoam cups. Like, they're going into these McDonald's somehow and getting these boxes and then reselling them on eBay for 900 bucks, 800 bucks, and even higher. Uh, I think that is completely ridiculous because this is really geared for children. However, people find a way to make money around it. Um, and I'm sure all of us have stopped at McDonald's at some point. And Dizzy, I believe that you have children as well. I don't, uh, I don't know if you've really heard about this, but what do you think about this? I actually saw this right before the uh, the podcast. I thought it was pretty hilarious. Yeah. At the same time, I'm like, can you imagine how ridiculous it is to see some grown-ass individual coming in there to buy like 27 different kids' meals just to get these Pokemon <laughs> Whatever is like, no, nah, just hold the meals. I, I just want what comes inside the, the toy section. Like, that's insane to me. Yeah, I mean, I'm, like, would you ever go into a McDonald's and go up to, let's say, like an employee that you felt like could use extra money and ever try to bribe them and be like, hey, that big box that just came off the truck of those toys, would you just slip that in the back of my vehicle for me? Like, would you ever... Think of something like that, Dizzy? I mean, maybe as a kid. <laughs> as a kid, not as a grown adult. <laughs> I, you know, I got to hit King up because uh, King, I can imagine King. <laughs> yeah, let statues come in like this and see how. <laughs> yep, I can imagine King doing this, going to his McDonald's and be like, yep, load those boxes up. Um, I mean, I, I'm going to ask my daughter to swing through McDonald's and see if she can get me, like, at least one of the packs. I'm not going to say get me, like, two, you know, 2,500 of the packs or nothing <laughs> crazy, just one, uh, and go from there. Um, PK, you have any thoughts on this? So, don't judge me. I am a Pokemon fan, and I'm uh -oh. a fan. Uh-oh. Though I haven't played the card game. But knowing me as a collector, because I collect a lot of stuff and you know comics i do play Yu-Gi-Oh, etc i see collectors going in and going all out their way to try and get the prize now as far as the people that are trying to do it to for a profit that is a whole different story i i don't i think it's crazy because i'm not sure if they even allowed to do that i don't think they are because the toys is not what they're selling. It's not something they can sell. Matter of fact, the bags say not for resale. So I'm, I'm sure that's against policy in some sort of way, um, you know, when you open a toy. But I think it's kind of messed up because I would think the kids that actually play the game are looking forward to this promotion, right? Uh, I mean, you, you look at the Happy Meal box, it's got Pikachu on it. And you know they probably excited, can't wait to get this toy, and then there's nothing in there because they ain't got nothing left. That's a pretty big disappointment. So um, I can I can understand it from a collector side of of the the spectrum, but far as the scalpers or the people that's just trying to um, make a profit, I think that's pretty sad, and they definitely should not be allowed to do that. I don't think I don't I think it's against their policies, and they could possibly get in trouble with. Um, Nintendo or uh, the Pokemon company rather uh, for having reselling 
something that's not meant to be resold as a retail quote unquote item. I think that's part of the deal. Yeah, a lot of them do say not for resale. No, you are correct. A lot of that stuff is like not for resale, and people still resell resell it anyway, no matter what. Um, Mama, you have any thoughts on this in the UK? Uh, are people going crazy now? I don't even know if it's over. I'm going to have to look into that, see if it is our current Happy Meal, or if we're slightly behind you guys and we have it a few weeks later, so we've got that to come. It's just ridiculous. Why would you go? Why? Why would you go in there and buy? Not even for the food. What are you going to do with the food? You, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I, uh, no, you put it on eBay for like seven hundred. How much did you say? Like nine hundred pounds. Yeah, nine hundred US dollars. Oh, so it's probably closer oh, to like a thousand pounds or something. Come on, people! You can go into your own McDonald's and go and get. I don't one. think they're like, buying the whole meal though i think they're just trying to buy the toys yeah they are yeah go ahead mama no no sorry i'm trying to get my head around it (laughs) (laughs) this has happened before guys y'all y'all remember in the 90s when they uh, i think it was beanie babies had the gold cards too Oh well, uh, i was talking about the mcdonald's beanie baby craze in the Uh, 90s yeah Uh, yeah they were like Everything they were selling for hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Uh, you couldn't get them, you know. You would drive around to three or four different McDonald's, you know, mm-hmm. trying to get a Beanie Baby. Um, so it's just some one of those things. Pokemon's really popular, right? So anytime there's a Pokemon thing, if there's potential rare cards, people are gonna go crazy over it. Uh, we, we actually went to McDonald's today for lunch, and. Uh, <laughs> My wife wanted some like a smaller fries and like nuggets, so she was like, "I'm just gonna get a Happy Meal." I'm like, "Okay." And so we just, I we got her her a Happy Meal. I forgot it wasn't for our daughter; it was for her. And then we were like, "Okay, cool, Pokemon cards," and gave the Pokemon cards to my daughter in the back seat. And she's like, "Okay, I don't really care." So it's just still sitting there in the back seat. So I could have a seven hundred or nine hundred dollar Pokemon card hey. right now in the back seat of our car, and I don't know about it. So someone could be watching out. this right now, and they could yeah. be. Wearing at this because you left that Pokemon card in the they, car. They probably are. But hey, <gasps> obviously the scalpers didn't get our McDonald's. I know yeah. some. You better hide that. And make sure it's not showing in I the car because somebody might yeah. be I thinking. Would. Yeah, they might have just I watched the local news that said Pokemon craze, nine hundred dollar card in packs. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anybody else have any thoughts on this? Just imagine being that child that you go to McDonald's. The the, the one joy that you get out of that Happy Meal is that toy that comes with it, and they ain't got none to give. Because some adult had to come in there and buy all the cards. Ain't that just terrible? <laughs> yep, that's what yeah. that's what I was saying. The same thing is like it is. I mean, I don't play the card game, so. I don't collect the cars or anything, but definitely they do look forward to that toy. No matter what it is, my my little eight-year-old definitely wants whatever's in there. I don't care if it don't do anything. It's just a, it's a freaking picture. They happy to get that toy. Hey, again, McDonald's could say, no, sir, I'm not going to sell you 
uh, yeah. 50 Happy Meals <laughs> right now, or I'm not going to sell you 50 uh, Pokemon cards oh, no. back right now because they're for our customers to give out to kids as Happy Meal toys. Uh, retailers, again, you know, like uh, they're the ones that should actually so uphold some kind out. of responsibility with this. So, uh, Mav, your wife Caitlin's in the chat that your McDonald's menu talks about a Hasbro toy instead. So, Maybe Hasbro toys were the backup, and you guys just got restocked on those Pokemon cards. So you know that means a dinner run at McDonald's. Yeah, maybe we'll see. Yeah, we already already had McDonald's once today. <laughs> but that's, hey, that's just, do it, just do it. Hey, just for the toys. Yeah, I'm gonna go through the drive-through and say, "Hey, can I buy 50 Pokemon <laughs> cards, please?" I'd like to sell them for 900 dollars on eBay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'll I'll pass. I'll I'll let the kiddos have it, or right. or the or the people that are going to go and try and scalp these things. Go go for it, guys. You know, if you want to be that, if you want to be that person, go for it. Um. <clears throat> so I will say this before we end this topic is when I was younger and I wanted McDonald's toys. Like you remember when they had like the cowboy nuggets and like the dress up nuggets, and then they had like the ones that transformed into like, like different things. You guys remember those? No, we didn't have that. Oh yes, those are amazing. Like the the fries that transformed and the freaking cup that transformed. Those are the best. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Didn't happen. They had a little burger guy that transformed. Yeah, no. uh, chicken nuggets that transformed. Yeah, those were amazing, dude. Love they those turn, toys. They turn out to be like sort of valuable nowadays. Yeah. Well, when I was younger, I liked those so much. Uh, my sister and I. Yeah. That my, my dad did pass a few extra bills over to the local McDonald's manager, um, mm-hmm. just to get you know extra items for us. That's cool. And, and same with the glasses, like when they had the Flintstone glasses and then like the Star Wars glasses. The manager always got paid a little bit extra to hold stuff yeah. over. Hey, that stuff was cool, man. I remember the Flintstone glasses. Uh, they had like Batman ones, I think, too, around when those movies came out. Um, I miss like that kind of promotional stuff around the movies and and uh, and everything. Like, I miss McDonald's um, parties. McDonald's parties, yes, I had one of those. They were amazing. Yeah. Stop them. Yeah. Burger King had, by me, Burger King had awesome ones. They had like a clubhouse, a swing house, they had like no. a little park. No, they don't have that here. Oh, they yeah. didn't. I tried to, even when I was like 14, I tried to convince my mom I needed a Burger King birthday party. Because they also had video games and arcades back there for the people. So I would, you know, arcades were always my thing. So I always try to con my parents into that no matter what. I didn't Did care you put the. That. Crown, king no. crown on your head no i threw that thing away as soon as possible <laughs> <laughs> <They went flying. laughs> right um well uh moving on to our next topic and i want to get dizzy's opinion on this first you know ea is going to make a decision if they should continue or cancel anthem you mean ea is actually doing what they should have done the first time around <laughs> actually check in before they announced 2.0 and just let the <laughs> studios sit? Uh, yes. I mean, they, I mean, yes, they, they should be checking in. Um, I, I think that the, the headline of this is kind of maybe a little bit blown up. Um, but, 
I mean, this is this is what the publishers should be doing for these developers. I mean, if you're not checking in to make sure that your progress is actually going, then I mean, imagine how Scalebound would have actually ended up coming out as if Microsoft didn't check in and say like, "Hey, this isn't going exactly how we thought it was going to be going." Um, so it's finally good to see EA finally acknowledging. We need, even though that we got these studios, we we need to check in on them, uh, regardless of their prestige. Um, which I mean, it, it is Bioware. People still love them, even though that they haven't had the, the greatest outing over the last decade. Um, but I, based off of this, I I, I won't go on and to say that this is going to be a canceled item. I think that this is just a regular check, and they want to see the progress. So unless the people who are working on it have just been sitting on their behinds the last year, uh, I can't see it being canceled. Interesting. So you think they're really going to try to make this thing work? Yeah, I mean, why waste a whole year and the, the money and the effort, the manpower, especially one of you have? I mean, it, they're a big company. They could have easily put these developers into other positions to go work on other projects. So unless they weren't serious about trying to ensure the best opportunity for this to actually work, um, then the last year would have just been a bust. So I, I, I do think that they wanted to survive and we're just hearing because they said, yes, we are gonna check in on Anthem and see what's going on with it. I, I don't think it was more like, we're gonna see whether or not we're gonna nix it or not. Um, so yeah, I I think that I think that it survives because again I I just I, I guess maybe I have a problem with the belief that those thirty developers were just sitting around for a year not doing anything. Hmm, interesting thought. I I was going to I was thinking a little bit differently, and I'll I'll share my thoughts at the end. But that's a interesting thought, Dizzy, that you brought up. I know Mama is a fan of Anthem. So, what do you think? Okay, so for anyone that doesn't know, like, if it wasn't for that game, if it wasn't for Anthem, I wouldn't be where I am now. I wouldn't know the people that I have got to know. Um, it's sad because I'm trying to be, I'm being realistic about it. There is a chance. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I'm not I'm not I don't want to be too optimistic, you know, and like especially on on Twitter because I know a lot of people will you know if I say oh you know there's a good chance and everyone else will be like yeah and I don't want to give like I don't want to do that, but they've been working on it for eighteen months. That's roughly how long they've been doing it. So a team of thirty for eighteen months, and. Up until recently, Christian, who's now working on Dragon Age 4, was working on Anthem. So all the information and all the new artwork um, for the, what can you call it? It was like a, I'm trying to think of the words and I can't think of it what they were doing with it. They were basically rehashing the whole thing. Um, but all the artwork and everything that was coming out, it looked good. Like the plans that they had and the ideas that they had 
that this team had been working on was really good. And now it's come up and, you know, it's a, a case of, okay, is it going to go or are they going to carry on working on it? Because at the beginning, EA said, nope, they were going to stick with it. They were going to they were gonna carry on, let them do their thing. And now it's like, are they going to keep their, to their word or, or not? And it is EA, so, yeah, I don't know. It would be sad if they didn't, because that game's got so much potential. I yep. agree. My uh, my dog came to disturb me because he saw I got French fries near me. So sorry about that, guys. <laughs> Are they McDonald's French fries? They, have you been to McDonald's? No, no, I just texted my daughter to make sure she can go through McDonald's later at night, get me some Pokemon toys. She said yes. So, Mav, I'll, <laughs> I'll open my pack. You open your pack. We'll play Pokemon over the internet. Heck yeah, um, man. And now my dog is growling at me. <laughs> he is mad. He's mad. Um, I don't know if you heard him, but I hope you didn't. Anyway, no. so, PK, what are your thoughts on this? Okay, I just lost my train of thought. Um... As far as Anthem, Anthem's a, a great game. They got like 30 guys working on it currently, um, trying to do this revamp situation. So I'm not sure where they're at, but they definitely need to double, triple, and quadruple that team if they want to do what they want to do with it, for sure, in order to put enough manpower behind it to get the kind of change that's needed. So I never thought Anthem was a bad game. It just had a bad... Um, end of end game right the end game was and then it, it it also had terrible balancing right the the ranger being the least powerful out of them couldn't really do the combos like the rest but outside of that it was a fun game it was beautiful i love playing it i love looking at it but in order to flesh it out they would definitely need the manpower so i i hope that i know a lot of people say move on but maybe instead of move on, take this this game that they spent a lot of time developing. I know all a lot of leadership that was running the show left, but that that just means it's time for a new beginning. Let's just take what we have and rebuild it into something else or something new. Instead of doing Anthem 2.0, just take what you have and create a second game, but actually deliver this time think and have a strategy a roadmap on how you're going to do the end game um you know think about what the carrot in front of the stick mentality how can you keep people engaged um you definitely don't want people to feel like well they got the best of the best and there's nothing else to do you know they want you always want them to feel like there's always something else to chase or something else to grind for but I, I would hope that they they work something out. Maybe maybe the the anthem as we know it is too tainted for anyone to go back to it. So that's why I'm thinking, you know, restructure, rebrand, and bring it out as as a new product. Okay, I mean, fair enough. Mav, any thoughts? Yeah, the reason I was uh, chuckling earlier when Mama was talking is because it's like that. Uh, I know that she's thinking about bioware 
when she's thinking about this stuff, just like I am. And it's, it's because it's Bioware and that it rings different. You know, it's like, it's not just like a game is this also has implications on a studio that I have such a history. I'm installing Neverwinter Nights on my PC right now again. Right. Like I, I freaking love Bioware. Right. Um, and this game was such an epic failure. Whether that's EA or it's Bioware's fault, I don't know. But they were pushing that games as service style game. They released something that had amazing gameplay um, without any thing to do after you beat the game <laughs> or any meaningful story really to it uh, that much. You know, that it's just kind of a. You can tell they have something there, but it's a shell of what it should be. Uh, the talent is there to create it, um, but to only have 30 guys left on the team to revamp and make it into what it needs to be, it seems daunting, especially when they also have Anthem. Oh, sorry. They also have Dragon Age 4 that we haven't heard anything about. Uh, really, yeah. the the disappointing announcement of that at the at the Game Awards when we expected a lot more information and and that's all they got. Then we got Mass Effect Legendary Edition coming out, which is also they are working on. Then at the end of the Game Awards, the same Game Awards, we had the teaser for the new Mass Effect what? game. How much is EA going to put on this studio? in this team to create all these things are they stretched too thin are they able to produce anything that's quality anymore uh that they because the bioware used to be okay we're going to make this one big thing then they move on to the next right then they made the one big thing and then they moved on to the next now we got four things that are currently supposedly in the works there and three of them are massive yeah. Right? That's it just doesn't make any sense, yeah. you know. As far as I'm aware, you've got uh Bioware Edmonton and Bioware Austin. Yes. So Edmonton have split studio into two. One you've got the Dragon Age team and you've got the Mass Effect team. So they've brought right. back a load of uh veterans that worked on the original Mass Effect trilogy. So they're working on that. And then you've got Bioware Austin where you've got Right. The old Republic team. And then you've got this small team of 30 that are working mm -hmm. on Amazon. Right. And that's how it, that's really how it should be because you got everybody who's used to a, a live service game is down there in Austin. Yeah. I, I mean, when, when we look at it and everything, like I know that you were saying, like, uh, is it a EA or is it Bioware? Really, this does have to come down to EA because let, yeah. let's take Destiny, for instance. Destiny with Activision versus Destiny without Activision are, are two totally different games. When we look at the content that's coming out, the reception, and uh, just the backlash that's getting, um, you know, when Activision's there to kind of like show up, up to Bungie, like, hey, you know, what do you have cooking? Okay, we like this. Let's go ahead and let's get these teams involved. The, the amount of people that are actually working on it right now, but we, we got to look at the, the terms of development. It's technically, they're not like in there changing development code or anything like that. They're putting things in the place of this is how we want the core game to change to. Then likely what's going to happen is if EA likes that and they're like, hey, yeah, we think that this could work. They're going to bring in other side teams 
that will help them develop all of that and turn Anthem into what it is, which that development cycle will be a much shorter time than one would expect. Uh, but that's typically how development goes. When we look at Anthem, when we say like, hey, you know, it was in development for, you know, X amount of years, as far as like actual development, it, it actually, for like what, six, seven years after it had been announced, it actually was only in development for maybe two of it. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it can have its turnaround. And, and this is just more for EA doing what they should be doing, check-in and say, yes, it's good or no, we don't like it. Let's just, let's go a different route, you know, and then just put those 30 people. So it really, it, I mean, it does come down to these 30 people did what are, what they have been working on. Is it enough change for that core game for EA to be confident? That people will be like, hey, you know, maybe we should give Anthem another try. Yeah, I think that um, it's this is the type of game that would you would think would be worth the investment to at least get right, just because it is that games of service type of game. If they're going to like just abandon this, they're they're saying that hey, this games of service for us was a failure, right? Like they they got Apex. That's making them hand over fist right now. They got the ultimate teams. This was their idea to turn it, come up with this destiny style, you know, uh, game that a lot of people are failing at right now. But if you really think back, even destiny had its struggles with, with it. Right. Uh, when destiny came out, um, sea of thieves had, had trouble with this model. Uh, Avengers is having trouble right now with, with it. Right. So, uh, it has potential, to, to come back, um, also because of Game Pass, right? Um, the second, if they make a big marketing, if they do decide to go forward and they make a big thing about this and they get the content flow correct, that's a, that's what's missing is that yeah. the flow of content. If they get the flow of content correct, make people care about actually uh, purchasing things and stuff in this environment, uh, you have Game Pass there as a easy access thing for people to go and play this game, right? You, you put a lot of marketing behind it. You say, hey, Anthem 2.0 is here. It's new. Uh, check it out. Uh, these game, these type of games can hook people. You, you see people that play Destiny every day are hooked into the ecosystem. Uh, the potential is there. I hope they uh, see it through and actually achieve that because I want the best for Bioware, and I think that would be what's best for them personally. Yeah, No Man's Sky can turn it around, and they had just about yeah. as many developers working on it. And you look at them, they're not even charging for content. Yeah, so. and the base game is done, right? At this point, mm-hmm. I mean, the gameplay the mechanics and the engine is there, like with, with everything that is, uh, it's just content, flow of content. It's, right? Yeah, lack of end game. And also modes, right? Because if they yeah. had something, not saying they need a PvP, but if they had something outside of the the mode that we played it would kept interest yeah that game would be built for it in my opinion you know yeah. i think but another thing i think that uh attract attracted people to it and still does um now is the fact that it's a pve and it hasn't got pvp because a lot of uh bioware's uh fan base actually play it and they they're so used to playing these single player games that, that sometimes they just want to play PVE and they want to play on their own and they want to, you know, play, or just play with their like close knit friends. 
Um, yeah, Mass Effect yeah, 3 had a really good oh, base did. there on that multiplayer. Yeah, if they could do something like that and put that in and add more end game because the combat and the flight is just, they got that spot on. Yeah. They could just add more content, but you know, it's whatever EA wouldn't to give them a chance, give them the money because obviously, <clears throat> yeah, they need I to didn't to do it. I, I didn't realize Bioware had gotten so big, yeah. You know, like is it is it just like they just slap the name Bioware on everything at EA now? Just or, or I mean, is that legitimate? You know what I mean, yeah, <laughs> like, like they, they had another studio before, which was in right. Montreal, yeah, Montreal. Um, and they closed it down because of how Andromeda did. Right. So now they're just left with the two studios. But yeah, they did, yeah. they do seem to have a lot going on at the moment. But it's being done in Edmonton. But Edmonton's like the bigger studio, and they've just split the teams in half. If Dragon Age needs more people on it, they kind of tend to take a few from Mass Effect and put them onto Dragon Age. Whereas yeah. in Austin, then they work on Old Republic and Anthem. So was the team that made Andromeda? I'm just asking questions now. Were they kind of like the C team? Because yes, uh, yeah, they yeah. Were... And, it, and it noticed as well. Like you could notice it, right? This was the yeah. team that hadn't worked on the original trilogy. This yeah. was, yeah. A and I believe that it was also developed between two different studios who were not yeah. doing very well at communicating with each other. Right. Yeah. Those, those characters. Right. Compared to the Mass Effect trilogy, the characters in Andromeda, we were having a long discussion about this like yeah. on stream the other day. Uh, the characters in Mass Effect Andromeda are just so forgetful and pointless, like compared to the original trilogy. Like we can go and name all the characters from the original trilogy today. Yeah, I can't think of anybody's name from Andromeda. You know, like it. I, I, uh, you can definitely tell it was two different. Two yeah. different like it used to be Edmonton and then they moved it over to uh, Bioware Montreal and unfortunately that got closed down when Andromeda didn't do so well so um, but yeah they'll bring in back the old team from Mass Effect anyway so okay good yeah <clears throat> alright I'm sorry you guys I had to distract my dog with two RB fries across the room um <laughs> but uh PK, did you have anything you wanted to add on this? Oh, no. I, like I said, it's, in my opinion, I, I think it's a good game and a terrible waste if they don't do something with it. Though, at, at the same time, like I said before, I think at this point the name Anthem is might be just tainted, and it might not be a good idea to move forward as it currently yeah. stands and just repack, rebrand, and then bring it out when you fully flesh it out. Well, <clears throat> all right, I'm going to give you guys my impressions of what I think might be going on. And Mama, I'm sorry for this. So I hope you don't. Oh, now you're right. Yeah. So <clears throat> I think that what EA is concerned about at this point is if Bioware has just been sitting on this uh, at the studio and not really getting a lot of work done and just taking in money and doing other stuff or just hanging out <laughs> you know that is that because that's that seems like why ea might want to go in and check on things you know remember what and yeah. i hate to say this because i love lionhead right i love fable i love lionhead lionhead i think nobody's better than lionhead 
But when they were working on Fable Legends, it seemed like the things got too difficult or out of hand, or maybe Microsoft felt they lost their way, and Microsoft and Xbox came in and said, hey, uh, Lionhead, we're going to shut you guys down. We feel like that it's not worth this paycheck, this you know blank check anymore to keep developing this. And I'm kind of worried this is where EA might be with Anthem because of how long it's been, how much of a base it has lost since it came out. On the other hand, EA just bought, what, Codemasters for, like, was it $1.4 billion? Something ridiculous. Uh, yeah, it's, it was a lot. And I feel bad because I think Anthem has potential. There's a lot of potential in Anthem. But it just seems like Bioware is not getting the support they need at the same time from EA to really make the game that it should have been. Um, and I agree with Rafael Diaz in the chat where he says EA should sell Bioware to Microsoft at this point. I agree, because if they did, Microsoft would have that money for Bioware to develop Anthem. They would just have to make sure they get the IP along with Bioware. Yep, and that was another topic I was going to have that uh, EA just bought Glue Mobile. And oh, EA's, yeah. EA's on a buying spree. And know, Anthem they're is... They're fighting rain up in there. Yeah, and they're just letting that Anthem sit there. Yeah, it, what's that? Didn't they make yeah. cuts to Bioware as well? Didn't they cut the staff down? Um, no, I know a lot of them left. I don't know why they left. The they doctors left a few years ago. Yeah, they said that they left on their own terms recently, but I don't know. It was a little bit sudden. And... Yeah, but... So... Hey, Clouds, well, I mean, let's, I got... let's be honest. And... No, Mav! Are you going to open <laughs> that live on stream to see if you got yeah. one of the... If you I'll want open... me to, I'll open it right now. All right. Everybody silent. <laughs> Let's go, Mav. Let's go, go, Mav. Get get a holographic card. All right. Here it goes. I, I don't know what I'm looking for, guys. Okay, here we go. I I don't do Pokemon cards, so you have to help me out here. All right, we got Popolio. Is that holographic? Do you get shiny? It's shiny around the guy. You may want to check that one out and look it up, because... Ooh! Just think you could have left that in the car. Yeah, maybe somebody in the chat knows something about that. Then we got uh, Froakie. This one's not shiny. Oh, you got two? Oh, there's, there's four. Four cards. Then we got Mudkip. And we got uh, Cyndaquil. All right, quick math. So you can check a TCG player and see what it's worth. Check the holographic one. If it's worth anything, quick sell it before <laughs> Caitlin has that for all makeup money. <laughs> that would be like a makeup stash for like a, a month probably. You said TCG player? Yeah, that's typically where everybody goes to sell and buy cards. TCG player. I feel like a I'm, scalper right now, guys. I feel dirty. See? We should have a law against you. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Well, there's I know so many poplios oh. here. Yeah, pop poplios. Don't judge me because I know my Pokemon. Okay. Everybody's That's one silent. of the Sun and Moon starters. The Whiten. I don't think it's worth anything. Sorry to disappoint, guys. I think I got a dud here. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Oh. You never know. Just hold on to it, just in case. You never know. That could skyrocket, like yeah, you know, like, like doggy <laughs> coin or something. I don't. I don't freaking know, man. Oh, I, Kate, I don't even know. How to look them up. There's so double, many. Caitlin wants to double check you. <laughs> What's the card name? Poplio. I can't find it. I can find Poplio, but I can't find there, sh one. there should be a number of the series of the cards. You can search it that way on the card. It says, it says Sorry, I can't see what you have. 23 out of 25 in the bottom left. Yeah, we can move on, guys. I don't want to kill the show with this. <laughs> No, it's all right. I, you know, there's even a Discord chat server already about this uh, Donald's Pokemon card set. Yeah. So I'm I'm looking it up as we speak. But to go on to the next topic, um, there's a topic that PK wanted to bring up about RDNA two, um, and AMD, and I was gonna let him bring it up. It's probably the perfect time for me to check my dog's food and water real quick. So PK, can you lead this topic? Um, why check out my dog, make sure he's okay. Sure, uh, Mav, could you hold your card up one more time? One, I, f I found it. Oh, you did it? <laughs> yeah, it's a dollar. Oh, okay, oh, sorry. There's, there's a dollar. It's, it's worth a dollar. It's as low as a dollar. On the I put the link if anybody for wants the to hollow go one. for the hollow one. <laughs> yeah, it's oh. what it looks like on the website. Uh, I just put the link in so you can look at it. I think that's the same one. It looks McDonald's like the same promos one. 2017 yeah. is what it's under. Yeah, it's so a dollar forty nine, guys. Okay, so yeah, um, AMD mentioned that they are um going to do an update for their uh six thousand series that would enable the super sampling. High, high fidelity super sampling, which is equivalent to NVIDIA's DLSS, which is a machine learning technology that reconstructs the image for the, for the screen. And just to break it down, I know that sounds super technical, so I'll talk about a high level is, it will take the image, let's say that you're, it, it takes the image and reconstructs, reconstructs the image by the machine so it's not native, though it can appear better than native. So it, it pays attention to how the game is running and then uh, preemptively re restructure it in a way where it looks and performs better. So everyone knows ray tracing or at least heard of the term ray tracing. But even with the new NVIDIA 3000 uh, Amperes, if you turn on ray tracing, it demolishes these graphics cards so you can imagine what it does to our consoles right but whenever you turn on dlss for nvidia 
it shoots up in performance skyrocket so it, it improves the performance by 40 percent so imagine if the amd cards get the same treatment and the reason why they're going about it differently because uh, right now nvidia has to have all the devs send their games to them to just you know whatever magic they do to send it through their machine learning uh software to develop that dlss image for that particular game so in other words not all the games support it but amd's taking another route where they're trying to make it open source so that all developers can get their hands on it and don't have to send their game uh doesn't require to send their game to AMD. They can just do it themselves and use the technology on themselves. The reason why I'm bringing this up because this is good news. That means that also there are consoles that seem that seem like they're struggling to produce native images, uh, 4K and above, running at 60, will get a boost in um, performance. Uh, at a minimum, 20%, but at a maximum, 40%, with ray tracing on. So this will be a, a boost to the current performance potentially on our existing consoles. Yes, um, for both PlayStation and Xbox, more so for Xbox because it has all of the uh, RDNA 2 architectures in place. But both of them will definitely benefit from the boost. And, and this when update, is this? Is this when is this set to happen? So the update for the cards is supposed to come out this spring. So March, April ish. And then uh, the consoles, I would speculate, will follow after after that. So would this be something that the uh, developers of the games would have to take into account before, while in development, or something that can be? No, uh, it'll have an effect on the games that are currently already installed. Yeah. So and that we already what play. they'll do is they'll get the technology. So especially if it's open source, and they can literally run their game through it. And then it'll, it'll, the machine will learn how the images are produced and, and be able to restructure it for them. So whatever right. develop, it has no, it has nothing to do with development. In other words, okay. So it's, it'll it's, just get better performance on games, maybe that have unlocked uh, frame rates and maybe better image quality. I guess absolutely, because okay. it takes the the I would say the workhorse out of the um, out of the native image because let's be honest, putting anything in 4K is takes a lot of juice. No matter what kind of card you run, it does. But when it when you do the machine learning and it restructures that image, instead of doing native, it is basically creating this image from scratch. And sometimes it even looks better than native, and it reduces the overhead of trying to project this native image with the current huge amount of data that it has to flow to your TV. Instead, it breaks it down in, in tiny little chunks and then restructures it on your TV, kind of like how OLED's technology is when it comes to turning on the diodes. Right on. I'm asking questions like as a non-tech guy to help me understand yeah, no, that no and, and it, I, you're doing a great job at explaining it so um this sounds like a awesome thing for everybody and then and it's just uh that's cool man i, I can't wait till it actually 
uh, gets implemented that I think will all benefit. Yeah, I think I think and 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 retroly instead of having only selective games supported like the medium being one and watchdogs being one like currently on a PC every game could have that potential to support this feature because it'll be open source and since the PlayStation and and Xbox run on AMD hardware it's easy to just implement these this update on those consoles right on have they Sorry. did they uh, give us any kind of mention on when to look for it on console? No, they just they vaguely mentioned that the update, as a whole, generalistically, is coming spring twenty twenty one. So okay. that could be March or April ish, right. right? But that's good news because we didn't have no news once yeah, they no, revealed the cards. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um. Cool. Mama, what you think? Are you, are you excited for to see your games better? Oh yeah, definitely. I'm always up for that. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not very tech savvy. <laughs> um, I only only game on Xbox. So, um, but anything as far as I'm aware, it makes it it look better and and crisper. Is that right? Well, it makes <laughs> it perform better. Yeah. yeah. So overall, as a whole. Uh, yes, it will look better, but it also will be able to do things that it, sh- it currently struggles to do as is now. Like both right. consoles struggle to put forth that what people expect next gen, but they don't understand that when you start adding ray tracing, that immediately crushes your performance in itself. Right. I mean, you go from, I'll, I'll give you an example, medium on PC, well, you can't turn DLSS off. Let's say, um, think of another, uh, Gears. Mm-hmm. You can run Gears at 120, but if you add ray tracing, it'll kill your FPS and probably go down to 30 uh, or less. Maybe even 20. That's yeah. how much juice it grabs. Um, and But with DLSS on, you could possibly shoot the frame rate past 120, Probably to 240. It's possible. I'm not saying it'll happen, but I'm just making it up. But you get what I'm saying. I'm just trying to give you an idea of what it would do. Is not just the image, but also the performance. So you'll get better frame rates, um, reaction time, right. and you can run it in ray tracing without an issue. Oh yeah, I de- yeah definitely. Oh, definitely. I want all games to be 4K. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He demands it. 4K spoken. 60. Minimum, please. That's what I want. <laughs> it's amazing. What you, what you think there, Clowns? What you got on there? Um, From what I heard when I came back, I think it sounds good. Anything that improves the technology is always better. Anything that makes anything look better, move faster, render quicker, uh, is always good for us as gamers. And it's always a great technology. It's always pushing the limits and moving it forward, you know? And, uh, you know, I just can't wait for stuff like this to get implemented. But I really can't wait for graphics cards to come back down in price. That is what I'm most <laughs> excited for. Uh, and Six Slayer, man, you got to hit me up if you find anything. I'll hit you up if I find anything. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, it is hard out in them streets, for sure. Oh, it is. Now that my dog has calmed down, because he wanted all my fries, 
Um, W, I want I, it, any other questions before I move on to the next topic? Kevin didn't. He didn't say anything. He stayed quiet. I I uh, have nothing to contribute. You used a bunch of big words. Where I'm from, those are fighting words. I don't understand them. <laughs> I mean, no. generally speaking, I just if it makes it look better, sure. Yeah, I'm I'm all for it. Uh, I let the I I let other people handle the technical stuff. <laughs> Same. I apologize if it got. I, I, I well, really try to break it down. And this is why you're like, awesome. No, no, you're good. This, you're good. Uh, uh, PK, because hey, I'm not a technical guy either. I just like to play freaking video games. You know what I mean? So it's good to have somebody that here that uh, can actually explain some of this stuff uh, very well to somebody like me who is not the most technically inclined. Overall, I think we all will be in a, a good place moving forward once this update hits consoles especially yeah that sounds awesome man amd is nvidia doing anything similar with p with PC? yeah so so they already have dlss 2.0 and that's why the currently the nvidia uh gpus are outperforming the amds but if they were to just do native one by one ratio with no ray tracing, AMD destroys them. Right. So it's like it it it's it's good that AMD finally made cars that are competitive, but without those, you know, this is their first time making ray tracing cards. They never made them before. Nvidia, this is generation two, so they were already ahead of the ball. So they they got a little experience and ahead of the game, but doesn't mean anything it's anybody's ball game i think competition creates innovation and that's why we're here today because technology just keeps shooting up the more they compete for our money well yep. uh pk there's nothing i can argue against uh what you've said all i can say is um anything that makes something better is always better Along with what uh, Dizzy said, I, I really got to look into this more because I am interested in tech, but my short-term memory is bad when it comes to remembering like what stuff can do now and thorough puts and stuff. So I'll forget the day after I read it, unfortunately. I'll have to put like post-it notes. But one thing that I won't forget, because this was a gruesome uh, trying time in my life with uh, Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War, was a nemesis system. I really enjoyed that because anytime you attack somebody and they lived, they would come back after you and be like, do you remember me? You scarred my face. I'm going to get you. You know, like it was really the stuff they said was just all out there. So WB patents their nemesis system, making it really exclusive to them unless you buy the uh, license to use their patents. And at this point, I think the Nemesis system is a great system in general for any type of video game. I would like to see Craig the Brute be part of the Nemesis system in Halo. You know, he gets mad at you, comes back, tries to, like, punch you in the shins or something. So I really think that, in my opinion, this is a reason for Microsoft to really want to purchase WB now. I think this is a great system. Uh, Izzy, any thoughts on this? Um, as far as Microsoft purchasing them or as far as them solidifying that uh, 
getting that patent? Uh, everything. Anything on this topic? Um, I don't think WB's for sale. I think that uh, when they were doing that, that was all a charade. Um, I have this really, really weird theory. I know it's going to catch a lot of eyebrows, but I've been saying this because I, I said this with Amazon back in 2017 of everything that they're doing now. Uh, but I won't be surprised to see some of these media conglomerates get into gaming. Like I'm talking about like you're going to see Comcast start to get into game development, buying these studios, because what do they do? They do entertainment. I think what WB was doing was more of trying to assess their value of what their studios could hold based off of what is everybody else interesting, you know, interested in. Because, I mean, when they say, yeah, this is up for sale, everybody's going to pick up the phone, just kind of like gaze and see, you know, well, how much are you selling it for? Um, so I don't think that Microsoft's buying them. As far as them doing this, um, I don't know if anybody watches Hogue Law, but essentially, I mean, there's a lot of hoops that they got to run through to make this a patented thing. Um, he does a much better job explaining it than I can. Um, it's very interesting that they want to patent this system. Uh, I mean, I feel like that if a game were to do a similar system, they would have to make something, you know, minor adjustments, even if it's not a patented thing, because otherwise that looks like blatant copying. And then it just gets boring for, you know, playing a game that has a copy of something else's system. So I, I wouldn't even think that the patent would be necessary to protect against other developers because, uh, I mean, it, it just, to me, it just doesn't make sense why they felt it is necessary to do so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mav, any thoughts on this? I like what he said. It is very interesting. They felt like it was worth going through all the hurdles, you know, for that, because I mean, even a patent like this is pretty vague in itself when used because every video game would, would use it in a different way or come up with their own variation and how uh, tight knit is that patent? I mean, at, at the end of the day, I mean, they developed that system and stuff. So, hey, that's cool uh, to, to have what they created patented. I just don't know. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know how much it costs to do something like that and all the hurdles they had to jump through. So we'll, we'll see. Maybe it has some kind of a payoff uh, for them. Uh, usually when you patent something like that, it's because you want to be able to license it. Right? Or you want to be able to uh, sell it out individually or license it as a uh, marketable product in, in of itself, right? So uh, that's a potential there. They could uh, potentially uh, license the technology behind the scenes that they use to for that to other game developers and stuff. Uh, could be a possibility there. Um, also, as far as Xbox goes, I mean, yeah, that would be really cool uh, for them to purchase WB. However, this wouldn't be the reason why for me it would be, you know, for all of their development studios and, and IPs as opposed to necessarily this. Um, it hasn't been really utilized that much except for in those two games, right? Is there, is there another game that they've utilized this Nemesis system in? Apparently um, it was in or it, it was used in uh, an Assassin's Creed game. Really? So that's yeah. Ubisoft. Yeah, but obviously now that they've done this, 
if, right, it keeps them from being able to do that. In there, they couldn't unless they paid them. Right. Yeah. But so, it's something with Assassin's Creed. Yeah, which Assassin's not- Creed game? I I can kind of think of how that would work in Assassin's Creed, but, uh, but you know, it's was it Assassin's Creed uh, Odyssey? I'm not sure. Because you kind of have people show up uh, that that are kind of hunting you there, the bounties. You remember, like uh, you have people hunting and chasing yeah. you down in that game, right? Yeah. Um. It might have been something like that then. So, uh, <laughs> that you know, that's interesting. I. I think that the uh, as far as them themselves, they haven't utilized it enough individually for themselves to make it worth patenting. But I guess yeah. if they see other people copying it, then and then it is what it is. But yeah, um, I I don't know if they are actually for sale or not. Uh, they, they had said that they were not for sale anymore, right? Um, I would love to see something whether it's an acquisition or just a deal with, with uh, Xbox in some kind of way. Um, but for me, I think this is just a licensing thing, right? Where they okay. want to be able to license it out. So it wasn't in Assassin's Creed, but this is where I got it from. So uh, basically, if um, stuff that could be limited by the painting is stuff uh, concepts like the Z-Lots in uh, Valhalla. Mm-hmm. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I saw the Assassin's Creed. So if they wanted uh, to do a concept like that, yeah, I don't. I'm not. It could be limited if they wanted to use. Right. I. I. It's. It's cool to have patents in video games, I guess, because they created it. But could you imagine if, like, Mario had a patent on like platforming or something right. like that? You know, it would suck. <laughs> you know, so um, there's also a negative. Doesn't, doesn't X, don't Microsoft have a patent on how the controller designs are? Well, they, I think that and people use them, so every time they use, they get a kickback. Yeah, but that's that's a little different because that's hardware based to me and actually design wise, as opposed to actually like uh, software based uh, within a game itself. Because game design is so uh, shared and you create it's a creative process where ideas are, are taken and, and changed and, sh- and shared between creators over long periods of time. And you know, uh, let's say twenty years from from now, somebody has a sim a system that's like Nemesis in their game, and they never even thought of looking into that you know what i mean technically wb owns the patent for it right like yeah. uh um if you had uh hey if you had a patent on uh hitting blocks with your head you know what i mean like <laughs> just like uh, what, no, what, what that's just a interesting like rabbit hole you could, could potentially go down i'm not saying that this is necessarily a negative in its uh, in of itself um i guess it depends on how the patent's written right but, yeah uh, it could limit a lot of things. Yeah, it's just something to think about, like with art. You know, it, to me, this is like video games are expression of art, and sharing ideas is part of that. Yeah. Um, sorry guys, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. So, my daughter just came in with a present. Oh. oh. Pika pika. <laughs> yeah. So now I'm going to pick up what I dropped 
and try to open this um spring. Hopefully there is something in here because watch they didn't put anything in here. They put, they're uh, gonna put a Hasbro toy in there. You know what? Did you get food in there? Did you get any food? Damn it! Damn it! Did you get Hasbro? Damn it! What did they give you? What did they give you? No food. What did you get? I'll show you guys. This is this is <laughs> McDonald's. This is a travesty. Okay, this is a travesty. Oh. Hey, it's not their fault. It's this. Well, actually, it is. It's their fault for selling to all the yeah. scalpers, right? <laughs> <laughs> what is that? It's Twister. <laughs> all right. Hey. Yay! That must be their backup. They like, oh, they, we need to find something. That's pretty, that's pretty cool, though, man. I like that. You gonna play some Twister later? Um, everybody down? Just over the internet somehow. Uh, all right. Uh, right hand blue. Damn it, McDonald's! I wanted a Pokemon uh, card. You could just gonna have to get another one now. I know. <laughs> I'm. I'm just gonna go ask them and be like, "Do you have Pokemon cards? Do you have Pokemon cards? Pokemon cards." No? Hey, no does, does this yeah, mean that the value of my McDonald's started the loot boxes <laughs> first? The more they set out, Mav, the yeah. more that card hey, I'm going to keep it. I'm going to invest uh, that Pokemon. I'm going to take that $1.49. I'm going to take <laughs> it. I'm going to invest it into GameStop and see what happens, guys. Uh, Fastback <laughs> is now saying, they should, are they? why are they not held accountable for Kids hooked on gambling. You know, I think they got in trouble for that a while ago, which is why they made their toys less quality because people because kids used to love the toys. Um, so I do think they did get in some trouble for that. PK, did you have any thoughts on this topic? Um, I just lost my train of thought again. Um so I feel like um, that I, I just lost my train of thought. I apologize. So we're talking about the patent on uh, um, the Nemesis system from. I looked at his McDonald's post and I just started thinking. About <laughs> <the joke. laughs> yeah, I, don't I was like, I got distracted. So uh, yeah. Um, so. The main reason why WB went up for sale in the beginning is because AT and T acquired Warner Media, and they owe they owe a lot of money, right? And if they can't come up with that money by five years, they'll lose the controlling interest in the company. So they start selling off stuff, and and cutting down stuff, and restructuring, et cetera, et cetera. Once they seen how much interest that EA, Microsoft, whoever big people that threw some bids on the table to buy their gaming studios, they start to rethink about the true value of this situation. It's kind of like the comic book brands. Uh, you know, comic books don't make the money they used to. But you can't just not have comic books because... Without those, you can't create the movies, TV shows, merch, and etc. Right? They create the stories for you to be able to uh, create the the other stuff. So the same thing with the video games. Like you got Mortal Kombat. Essentially, the movie's coming out here soon. But point is, they've seen value in keeping this 
and actually investing to expand it some. So I'm not surprised about, you know, trying to patent certain things to to kind of place yourself um, in a position where um, any developer that make games similar to you, and this, 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 it may not stop at the Nemesis system, right? It might go on to other things. Um, let's just say, for instance, they happen to pat, I'm just making this up, they happen to pat, patent the uh, loopback or rollback uh, uh, netcode for fighting games. That would mean that everybody would have to go through them and license that technology through them. So I don't see it being a bad thing. I see it being an investment. That means that WB ain't going anywhere. It's it's they're going to probably expand on their on their studios, which is a good thing, um, because you you want great games to come from the company who cares most about their product or their IP, right? I would prefer to have Rocksteady make a uh, Batman slash DC game before Activision any day. I mean. If you think about Activision and the poor X-Men games they made in the past, they're, they're nothing compared to some of the other qualities. I mean, uh, Spider-Man does, does well, even though that's not entirely owned, but they, they did better than Activision. So it's kind of like it's better in its own hands, in my opinion. So I think I think that's a good thing. So outside of that... Um, I'm mad at y'all for trying to put WB before Sega. I'm tired of this narrative, okay? If anybody's going to get purchased by Microsoft, it's going to be Sega. I it want Sega. Be. I want yeah, Sega. I want mine. Yeah. yeah that's, I think a, so. that's a perfect combination right there, in my opinion. That's They have the closest relationship when it comes to Japanese developers, so it just makes more sense to me. Um, but overall, Forza's patent... Hey man, that's just an investment, and it probably be more coming down the pipe, and that's very good in my mind. That that tells me they are here, they're committed. They're hey, not going anywhere. Hey clowns, I got a, a question. Since we have Dizzy as a guest this week, uh, I would be curious because I know we've all chimed in on it before. What his thoughts are about possibly uh, Xbox and all the Sega rumors that have been going on? Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm really curious as well because I know that. Dizzy's got his ear, you know, to the news that's out there in the rumors. And Dizzy... well, I think he had really good thoughts on the WB, you know, um, thing. So just curious. I mean, uh, I, I like the prospect, the idea of it. Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like that this would be something more of a partnership or a co-ownership kind of thing. Because we do see them that they've done a lot of the restructuring. And a lot of the restructuring also signals that they they need to separate business um, that is able to be done within their nation and also on an international scale. Um, but Konami's also been doing the same thing. We know that talks have been going on behind closed doors uh, with both companies. But I, I just don't know if it would be like a, a sole ownership kind of deal. I feel like they would be more of a partnership um, where we're looking at more of an exclusivity kind of thing, where they're making games specifically for Microsoft. Not necessarily Xbox, but for Microsoft, the Windows 10, you know, PC, things that they can uh, push elsewhere. Because it also 
it's kind of weird that you know you finally get Sonic and Mario together, but also now all of a sudden you take Sonic away. I do apologize. My son is uh, having too much fun in the background. Oh, you're fine. Oh, that's man. all right. You're fine. No worries. <laughs> um, I like the prospect of it. You know, um, I know that. I know PK said he he likes Sega over Capcom, but I, I prefer Capcom and their IPs over Sega's. But you know, that's just a personal preference. Right. Cool. It's what, okay. Now, it's okay, Dizzy. Think? Every everybody doesn't have to be right. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> Dizzy, what do you think though about the potential of the Atlas side of things, like Persona and the uh, the JRPGs and and the value that might add to Game Pass plus the value that might add to, you know, for Xbox marketing in Asia. That's, a, again, that gets to where it just kind of seems a little weird just because we know Atlas's relationship uh, with the, the, you know, one moment. Uh, we know Atlas's relationship as far as it comes to making their games and where they put it. And it's not necessarily that they're making exclusives for PlayStation. It's just that they're making games to sell to the people who purchase their stuff. And it just so happens that a lot of them are from, you know, Japan. And Xbox doesn't have a very wide um, margin in Japan versus the other companies. Um I just think that that's just, I mean, does not, doesn't anybody else feel like that that's weird? Like all of a sudden Atlas games are primarily all just Xbox after being on the, uh, you know, Nintendo and the uh, PlayStation for so long. So let me ask you a question since you mentioned that. Mm -hmm. So, um, Yakuza series has been primarily on PlayStation. Um, PSO2 primarily Japan on PlayStation mm -hmm. Switch and, and Vita. Both of those series has seen more success since coming to the NA or North America on North America platforms than it has ever since it's been only on Japanese platforms and on, in Japan only. So because of that, wouldn't you think it would make more sense to now bring those games to the states instead of you know selling to japan because um let's face it japan doesn't buy consoles like that anymore they're a strictly mobile uh country so but you know like like i stated um pso2 has been out almost 12 months here in the na and has made more money in a, in the 12 months than it has in the last eight years in japan only Oh, wow. The Yakuza series, the reason why Sega just dropping them all on Game Pass is because they're seeing people buy, purchase, and play. They're getting this revenue stream. So in my mind, I think probably the reason why, uh, even though we know in, in Japan, Xbox doesn't sell very many Japanese games, but at the very least, if they brought them to America, wouldn't that see a new audience and see a new success? There's definitely a reinvigorated push from Xbox with Japanese games. I mean, you also have uh, a Scarlet Nexus that they're doing the marketing deal with as well. That's coming around the corner. Um, 
the Yakuza series. You uh, you have um, so much uh, Fantasy Star Online too. Uh, they're working with uh, um, the Korean uh, developers, uh, Crossfire X. You know, uh, there, there's a lot of stuff going on over um, in that direction with Xbox trying to make a, a push with with that kind of with those kind of studios and development and everything. I I think it's going to be more interesting going forward to see what all they what all they bring. It's we also had Dragon Quest Eleven just hit Game Pass as well, right? Um, so yeah, it's Japan and Xbox. I, I think. I, as the market changes, as xCloud becomes more popular as well over the next couple of years, I think it's more viable, right, uh, for yeah. for it to be a worldwide ecosystem. And that might change things with how we've constantly seen these franchises as kind of platform specific, um, where we're going to see more of these franchises on either multiple platforms or either choose a platform that is more available in more places to play. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, so I mean, that's this, where I think the difference could be. That's all ideal and everything. And it, it kind of like it to answer a little bit about what PK is saying and everything. I, I mean, the, the reason why you're seeing this jump in numbers is because all of this is hitting now. Um, it's not hitting at the duration of these games releasing. And also, you got to understand that we're, we're talking about the developers and their relationships that they have with the console manufacturers that are within their own nation. It's a little bit different for them to work with somebody outside of their nation that mm-hmm. they're not as familiar with. And like I said, it's not that they went out here and they made these Persona games exclusive. They're exclusive because the the publisher, the developer, they just didn't happen to make a port for the Xbox or for you know what have you. Because now we see that they're pushing them over to the PC. And because again, it's not an it's not an exclusive for the sake of being exclusive. It's just what they are familiar with doing. So that's why I said I, I think that it's just kind of weird, just because we're so used to their norm is working with the the manufacturers that they are familiar with whenever they're developing the games, and they kind of like all of a sudden remove that from what they are familiar with. I think that that's just double weird, just because they they have such a history with. PlayStation with Nintendo developing games there because of the relationship. And then now all of a sudden it's no longer available to those systems that people are so used to seeing in the mall. I, so I have a follow-up question just because I, I like your, all your thoughts on this stuff, man. It's uh, the, all the rumors have been out there that there, there's somebody else big, right? And this is from prominent, prominent uh, games, media people that are usually in the know. Right, that they usually get these things right. Uh, they've been saying something is coming uh, that is equal to or close to equal as the Bethesda acquisition, right? So, if and personally, if I, I'm asking you directly, it, if it's not Sega or WB, who who do you think it would be? I'm putting you on the um. spot. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's such a just because it's the you know to be honest the only one that I could see that I would I'd still have to lean on what I feel is right and uh, PK thinks is wrong. I think it would have to be a Capcom situation. Yeah, I mean to be at that sort of a level of a a purchase. I mean. 
Right. To me, that's the only thing that makes that, sense. That's another Japanese thing, though, going going there, right? This is similar to the Sega situation, right? Correct. I mean, all of these companies, they, they do have, because, um, I mean, we got to remember that there is still Capcom Vancouver. Um, it's just there. Everything's mainly based from where they started at. Right. But I, I just can't think of anybody who is seemingly up for sale. Yeah. As far as being part of this acquisition that, you know, that Microsoft would be willing to throw down money yeah. towards that is the same kind of splash without seeing, you know, like seeming like ridiculous. Like, I mean, obviously buying somebody like take two, that would be at the Bethesda, if not bigger than, you know, Bethesda purchase level. Um, but the, the rationality of it actually happening just doesn't make sense to me. So well, I, I you think guys, it, it, Dizzy has the breaking news. He said it first. Uh, <laughs> Resident Evil and uh, Street Fighter <laughs> Six are going to be exclusive <laughs> to Xbox. <laughs> I would, I would love it. the The possibility of it happening, I think, is slim to none. Yeah. Um, that's why I think that I'm more in favor of the whole Sega, um, and even. The, the Konami thing kind of confuses me a little bit more. I think that they would be better off buying the IPs than buying Konami itself. Yeah, I it, agree. I, I, and I just wanted to just add something to that. I know you like Capcom, but at the moment, Capcom is probably not a good purchase, right? Not And just not counting the breach they just had, which is already a problem in itself. So... Um, they also had a lot of toxic debt and you know whenever you are acquiring a studio you got to be able to flip that in five years so you know then with the amount you of think debt that microsoft would need to flip that in five years flip the purchase of capcom they would need to somehow justify that purchase to be able to make some money off of it and as of right now they have some bad attention based on that breach they just had four months but ago. I, I think that also what we're forgetting is that a lot of their IPs are extremely marketable, like extremely marketable. Like, I mean, we, we have Resident Evil movie franchises. We have all the Netflix stuff coming out. There's a, uh, there was the Monster Hunter that was made into a movie. I'm not saying these are good, but people still want to go out and see them and watch them. Yeah, you know, Not to mention what they could do with things with Street Fighter. Like just as far as the IPs alone themselves, I think that Microsoft would be able to flip that yeah. in gold. Uh, Mega Man and Monster Hunter as well. Exactly. Well, so just just to be clear, um, and I'm and don't get me wrong, I am a fan of IPs that Capcom make. Okay, I just want to make that clear. The only thing is, when you look at Capcom in the last five years, the only game that has been successful is Monster Hunter World. And they didn't even believe that was going to be successful. I think never the Resident Evil it, games were pretty successful. Yeah, so the remakes, especially set in they, also 7. They were, they were very so when, when you look at the sales, I'm just basing on sales, right? right? Just the sales figures. They pale in comparison to Monster Hunter World at 16 well, million. Well, sure, that's just pushed. because Monster Hunter did very, very well for being Monster Hunter. And, and it was also when, the first time Monster Hunter released across multiple consoles at the same time. Well, uh, actually, a home console, right? So when when you when because the Wii don't count, right? Really, because no one <laughs> played that one. But 
and I'm a Monster Hunter fan. That's the only reason I'm speaking to it. But when you look at Street Fighter V's numbers, they were they got beat by Pokémon Tournament on the Switch. Come on now. When you look at when you it, all I'm saying is when you look at it at a high level. Street Fighter V was exclusive to PlayStation and had also a really bad launch as well. Correct. Well, so well, so yeah. I mean, with those say, being said, I'm just saying when you look at it, Sony flipped the bill to get that Street Fighter V produced, and this is what Capcom came out with. Hmm. So, okay. does it mean anything that Microsoft flipped the bill and they still come out with a turd? I mean, look at Marvel versus Capcom Ultimate. Was that any great? When's the last time they made a good fighting game? When Juggernaut When's the last time? It? So I'm not I'm not trying to uh, throw them down because I do like their IPs, but at the same time, when you look at it at a high level, is it really the value that you're getting here? You don't. I mean, we don't really know. And I'm not I'm not saying that your idea is bad. I I want you to know that I I understand your point of view. But I just want to point out those things. The other side of that is definitely when it comes to the the Japanese things. Saying you know when you said it looks it feels kind of weird. I also see that point of view too. But we also are 2021. We need to change perceptions. We got to change. We got to evolve as gamers and not do things just because that's the way we always done it. Because things are not the same. Um, Sony does not reside in Japan anymore. They're in California. Matter of fact, it's it's really Samsung and LG that's taking the place in Japan, <laughs> if anything. So, I and and yes, you're right about them working with familiar familiarity about Japanese Japanese culture and things of that nature. That is 100% accurate. Um, I would say that, but I think. Phil Spencer specifically has been pushing to try and get that narrative change. And I think we should just give him a, sh a shot to keep on pushing, giving us those opportunities. And it's not like I only play Xbox. I play everything. But definitely we want to see these games enjoyed in America as a whole. Do you know how many games we did not get to enjoy because we're Americans? We, we just got slipped through the tube. <laughs> Does that, that do. does that happen vice versa as well, though? I mean, do the Japanese yeah, uh, customers, it, like, they lose out on a lot of does. American games, right? So, so not not as not to the same level because it's more or less Japanese players don't buy Call of Duty. They don't buy Mortal Kombat. They don't buy pretty much most Westernized games. Uh, I mean, they might play an Overwatch. They might play a Destiny, right? But, you know, certain games, they just kind of skip. So, and then some games like Mortal Kombat might have some issues getting over to them countries anyway, because it was banned in Australia for a long while. I'm not sure on the actual numbers, but, you know, I do think that between the West and Asia, I think we both miss out on each other's different releases because it's a different culture as well. Mm -hmm. So sometimes in Japan or Asia, they might have a JRPG. Let's say that might be, it look more like hentai or, or manga that's not allowed in America. And in America, we have like a censored version or we don't get it at all. And then the, we have violent games that might not, you know, get 
over there. I do know from speaking with my friends in Australia is that when they play online for like Call of Duty, they do see a lot of Chinese and Japanese usernames. So they end up in Asian servers somehow. But I don't know, you know, the extent of the numbers of how many people actually play. But with that said, um, we I got to kind of wrap it up because Retro Renegades is going on. And I feel bad because we cut into their time. And it's late by Mama and she probably wants to fall asleep now. Um, <laughs> after all those bad <laughs> anthem thoughts. No, um, uh, no it's so good. But... You know, Dizzy, I want to thank you for, for coming out and hanging out with us. I always wanted to get to podcast with you. Um, it's it's a pleasure, man. You are a man of great thought and wisdom from the realm. And you always, you know, like I said, you always hold it down over there. So can you let people know where they can find you? Yeah, once again, thank you for having me on. It was uh, definitely a pleasure speaking with everybody. Uh, Mama, you know, Mav, um, PK, um, and Midway. He was here early, yeah. Just make sure I read the right. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, sure yeah, I had he the was. right people. <laughs> it's like, um, but yeah, you can find me across the board, IDZ81, um, unless you want my social security for the uh, Nintendo uh, Switch, in which, you know, they give you that long number. I guess I can give that out. It's kind of a pain in the hassle. They should they should get with 2021. I agree with you. Shoot it to me. Shoot it to me. Aside from that, of course, uh, I... Uh, Sundays, make sure to tune into the Iron Lords podcast where I'm not on there talking with the gents. I'm normally in there with the band hammer and swinging it at people and everything like that. And aside from that, working on a Lords of Gaming's website. Uh, so uh, lordsofgaming.net, a lot of great writers. Uh, we actually picked up quite a few people. I don't know if anybody here is familiar with Logan, uh, but man, since we brought him on, he, he's been phenomenal. I was kind of iffy because he's an Oklahoma City Thunder fan. Uh, but <laughs> I guess I could look past that and everything. But yeah, I don't blame you for being yeah. iffy about that. You know? <laughs> uh, but once again, thank you for having me on. Yeah, um, anytime, man. You're always welcome back. And, you know, all of us, I think from four guys we all love everybody at the realm and iron lords and what you guys do from the website you know to the show it's always been top notch and i remember actually when you came up with the the process and the thought of maybe starting you know hoping a website with iron lords and it turned out to be a phenomenal website man and it's it is growing uh enormous it's getting really big so congratulations on that dizzy thank you thank you thank you um and pk where can people find you hey so you guys can find me at pkx live on twitter you can find me in my channel at pk entertainment um i'm sure there's a link down in the description hey thanks for coming on to our guests and our panel hey we had a good time guys this is what happened when we have fun time flies by we just have good conversations and we just forget about what time it is so it is what it is but but um i just want to thank our guests and our panel for hanging in there with me. I know I talk a lot and maybe I just talk too much and you know, all you got to do is just mute me and then I know what time it is. <laughs> but anyways, I had a good time guys. You, you, you are awesome. Thank you, man. And mama, where can people find you when you're not shopping around the UK looking for Pokemon uh, cards? Uh, yeah. I might have to have a look. Um, 
<laughs> uh, you can find me over on Twitter, twitter.com for slash that mama rocks. Um, same on Instagram as well. Or you can check out my writing over at muhorngaming.com. Awesome. And yeah. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for doing for coming on. It's a pleasure to talk. Absolutely. In Mev, you know, um, that awesome show, Xbox Ultimate Podcast, your co-host, Caitlin, who came in the chat, wanted to make sure that you didn't sell that card for video game money yeah. yet. Uh, where can people find you, man? Uh, awesome to have Dizzy on. Uh, good talking to you, man. Uh, PK, Mama, y'all are awesome. Midway, shout out to you. Hope you're having a great time at work right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, guys. So you can find me on Twitter at Fun Speculation on YouTube, Fun Speculation, uh, where we have the Xbox Ultimate Podcast, which comes on Friday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, um, where we like to have a lot of fun with uh, my wife, Caitlin's on there, as well as Assassin Lupa. And we have Pong Soul and 3-Bit uh, as well. Uh, you know him as a VGHD on Twitter. Uh, so yeah, come hang out then Friday night at nine. Um, you can, uh, see me streaming on the channel as well. Uh, sorry. We kind of, I kind of, I kind of think I sidetracked the whole conversation there <laughs> with that question to Dizzy, uh, on the podcast. So um, I apologize for if we didn't get to as many topics as uh, you wanted to clowns. Uh, but I thought it was awesome getting to hear like those thoughts and stuff. And, uh, it was fun talking about that. And I, I love speculating about acquisitions, you know. So You're, you uh, always are speculating fun. Speculating, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, hey guys, uh, it was awesome, man. Awesome show. I uh, can't wait. Can't wait for next week. I, I guess you may be having some changes potentially. So we'll see what those may may be. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit. But first, I want to show off this little not Pokemon card. That I got ripped <laughs> off with at McDonald's. So lemon, so if, salty. lemon. If you go to McDonald's, you want to get those Pokemon cards that are going to be worth money, and they try to give you this Hasbro crap. Definitely <laughs> take that back and be like, "No, I said Pokemon." Otherwise, you might end up with Twister, and the Twister, you know, it opens up. I don't know why it opens it. It opens Maybe up. Maybe that's why you keep all the little counters in. It's it's arms move. You know, hi, yeah. I am. I am Twisty the Twister. Um, <laughs> again, Dizzy, thank you for coming out, hanging out with us. It was, it was a lot of fun talking to you, and it, I hope you come back, man. Like I, I do hope you come back in the future. Uh, and with four guys, we do have a little bit of changes coming up because of midway schedule. So the idea that I have now, and I got to work it out with the panel, see what's good for everybody time wise. But I believe the main show, Four Guys with Quarters, is going to move back to the original nights that we used to be on when we first started podcasting in 2013, which would be Thursday. Uh, Midway said 6.30 Eastern would work best for him. Uh, and I know that's kind of late for Mama, so she might only be able to be on for like an hour. Depends on her schedule. And then on Tuesdays, I am going to create a show for Tuesday. And I got to get with Graphic God, but I'm going to do a radio style show where I actually may take live calls or at least voicemails. It's going to be full of energy. It's going to have like it's going to let um, all the panel members that have like pre-recorded 
uh, assets in there so that they can announce their shows when their shows are on. And I'm going to try to get some music in the background for that and make it sound like a real radio show and get some, I'm really going to try to get some really cool guests on that show as well, which I am in talks now. I get guests back on four guys since I'm actually starting to feel a lot better. So that's going to start coming down again. Probably going to get like two or three a week. Hopefully uh, two weeks from now that should start back up after all the emails, but you can all find me at Italian clowns. I was all social media. Or GWQ podcast on Twitter, four guys recorders on this channel. So like it, hit that subscribe button, whatever you want to do, leave a comment, say something nice in the chat uh, to everybody, and always have fun speculating. That's what I like to say. Have fun <laughs> speculating. Yes. And hey Pong, good to see you. And Pong, yes, it was hey, actually Pong. great. Great to see everybody in the chat. I mean, there were so many people that came out tonight. Some of PK's friends, Six Slayer, uh, Pong. Man, I can't even remember everybody. There was just so many people. My short-term memory is bad. I'm sorry, guys. But, you know, thank you. It's so much appreciated uh, every week that you guys come out and listen to our banter and our nonsense. And we go off topic sometimes. But thank you so much. Um, and until next week, see you guys later. Toodaloo. Bye. Oh yeah, one one more thing. I'm gonna hit that uh hit that video again. Yeah, do it. <laughs>